In a world in crisis, can three idiots find hope in the darkest of places? Will love conquer all, or will hate win out in the end? This is a show called Hate. Welcome to A Show Called Hate, a podcast in which we explore love, hate, and everything in between in such a greater meaning, and perhaps a little perspective. I'm John. I'm Nick. It's just the two of us. <sighs> it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. It's actually just really nice to get through the intro without being attacked. <laughs> or... it's, a, it's always something with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like that guy, you know, on the playground when someone's bullying someone else. And I'm like, this has come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I should be the one who like saves the victim. Sure, know? yeah, yeah. But I just don't do anything. No, I just want it. I just want a quiet life. Yeah. I just want to keep my head down. <laughs> I don't want to get in between because he'll just turn his wrath on me, and then you know, then it'll yeah, be, then I'll be you know. I he's a fickle. That. He's a fickle god, he basically. Is. Yeah. But he, yeah, he either tries to hand you something, or, or throw something throw at throw something me. at you to throw you off, or just put a gurn at you sometimes yeah he does that a lot yeah yeah to be honest his resting face is a bit of a gurn so he just looks at you sometimes generally he's progressed to throwing stacking or giving he likes to do moment. a stack yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true handing you something is is it, make, it brings him a lot of pleasure yeah. yeah what brings me pleasure is knowing that when uh, his beautiful baby boy arrives uh, he certainly won't have to put up with a small devil who makes his life hell no certainly not no no oh. No, that's the yeah. That is the revenge we we all. <laughs> How'd you like it now, <laughs> you little shit? <laughs> um, that's um, which is why he's not here. That's today. why he's not here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe he'd mind me saying that at the time of recording, there is no baby yet. Not yet. No, everyone's just kind of waiting, waiting patiently. I think what he would want is for this podcast to be a sort of like time capsule of of every part of of his his glorious baby's life. And I, yes. think, I think he would want us to be talking about the state of his pregnancy right now. Well, the really wonderful thing is that we've pretty much got 18 years of content now guaranteed. That's true. Which is lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is grand because in like uh, eight years of recording, we've just about put out four years worth of content. Which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, he would have been here. Yes, um, but he's right. He's right on the cusp, and by that I mean his lovely wife is right on the cusp. Yes, I mean she's really doing like ninety percent of the work right 80%. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Let's know. not give her too. She's much chipping credit. in basically. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely doing her bit. Yeah, but they're they're um the the, the household is basically hunkered down now. Yeah, at the time of recording, uh, well actually when we last recorded, he was basically saying like. There'll, pro- there'll probably be a baby by the next time yeah. we, we do an episode. Hasn't quite happened yet. Nope. He's a liar. Everyone's waiting, you know. Mm. Hard, to, hard to imagine a Ray kind of arriving in their own damn time. and uh, <laughs> That's very true. Really yeah. making a scene. I'm assuming probably that it's the baby will come between this episode's recording and our next episode's recording. That's pretty much guaranteed. Pretty much guaranteed, Because yeah. if it's not natural, it's inducing or, or whatever yeah, else. Yeah. So, so at that point, we do you think there's going to be a period where we have a lot less Chris Ray on the pod? That's really the question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And in which case, can uh, what, can, what can, can we do? <laughs> can, can our listeners survive the sudden uptick in quality? Well, this is the thing. Partly yeah. that. 
partly I know there are some listeners because they have dared say this to my face um, that they don't listen to episodes when there's only two of us on it. So they're not hearing this now. Regardless, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so to those people, well, fuck you. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. We're here. We showed up. Yeah. You're the ones who didn't show up. Yeah. You're the ones who backed out. I mean, you know, Cowards. Chris Ray and his, and his lovely wife, they're, they're, they're dealing with um, a late baby yeah. at the moment. And, and like, we. And we're having difficult days as well. Yeah, actually. You know, yeah. I ate a burger and then I felt a little sleepy afterwards <laughs> today. That, that's, that's my, must be my Everest. Yeah. I had yeah. a random spike of anxiety. I can't explain. And uh, it ruined my day and I don't even understand what it was. I know. A bit beer makes it go away. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I have. <laughs> But like, <laughs> but like, is this? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, I don't know. To, to to these people who aren't listening, <laughs> frustratingly, maybe they do have to listen to this bit though because they have to know that it's just a two-person episode. So, so for people who aren't listening, are you basically saying now's a really good time to get out? <laughs> either, <laughs> either that or fucking buckle up, right? Because it's either it's either us two, yeah, or nothing. Because it's for the next potentially as many as oh. five or six episodes, it probably is just going to be me and you. I do like it? I do like this kind of like almost like chip in like for the war effort, like kind of yes, like, exactly, shut, exactly. like shut up, shut up. Know? It's Dig. hard for all of us right now. <laughs> Dig for victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that poster? I mean, it's me in that bandana and that that shirt, flexing that muscle. Oh, oh no, that wasn't Dig for victory, was it? No, that was like the um, that was the ladies we, one. We can do we it. We can do it. For some reason, I thought. Anyway, picture that one. We can do it one, right? But it's me. Yeah. And I'm holding a microphone, right? And then your tiny face is just behind me because it's us two, right? <laughs> no, it's you, it's you holding a microphone, flexing. Yes. And I'm like a tiny figure screaming yes. as I'm crushed, crushed in, your, in, my, in your bicep. Or, like, yeah. or maybe you are my bicep. So you're, you're <laughs> little my face. face. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> And it's us too, and we can do it. Yeah, we can do we it. Can yeah. do it. We, we can do it. We can have dig. it all. We can dig for victory. We can dig into my muscles for victory. We can do it. It's good funny because we 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 basic we're basically the same age, mm. and we grew up. So that means we grew up in the UK at around the same time. Indeed, basically went to you know similar schools. Indeed, you know probably have the same curriculum. Yes, you know, and like a significant part of primary school, like kid stuff you learn. Yeah. We, did you do a big segment on like the Blitz? And I'm pretty World sure War II? we did. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it very well. But no. Yeah, I remember seeing. That's where I remember all those posters from. I know, but I was just yeah. saying, like, isn't that weird? Like, I can, I, <laughs> you know, I don't know anything about the uh, the complex systems that led to the rise of fascism in Germany <laughs> in know. the aftermath of World War One. But I probably I, I can name several kind of um, a British government. Inspirational posters that yeah. we put up. Like you can say it's propaganda. Propaganda, yeah, propaganda, <laughs> yeah. Like um, there's that one about um, uh, not gossiping on the bus. Yes, keep mum, keep mum, or yes. something like that. And then, loose and then, lips sink ships. That's it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. And there was like the walls have ears was another one I think. And there was like there was like literally a cartoon of like little ears sprouting. It's kind of gross actually oh, sprouting yeah. out of walls. And then I think like a little. Little Hitler mustache on the wall there. Which yeah, is a nice little touch. Now, um, I, w- I want what I'm about to say to be taken entirely in context. Cool, that's a scary um, preface. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler was a bit of a gift to the art department, wasn't he? <laughs> I just <laughs> visually. No, you're right. Yeah, like you are. I've thought this before about some politicians. <laughs> Maybe I hadn't specifically thought about it for Hitler before, but I do agree with you. Yeah. Like, 
and 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 this is where we will save this particular segment. Yeah. Um, when a character, a real a real person, a is, real person is a yeah. monster. When a, what a real character. When a real He's character. A re- he was a real character. He was a real <laughs> fictional, non-fictional man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, when they are a real life monster. Yes. You know, for example, Hitler, perhaps, or you know. Boris Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just put those two in the okay, same sentence. That's fine. <laughs> Silly hair. Um, you want them yeah. to be able to be drawn easily in such a way that A, they're recognisable, but B, they look fucking stupid. And it was a gift for both of those people and many others as well in history, I think, that they looked the way they did mm. because we could take the living piss out of them yeah. with our drawings. And particularly like, say say you'd been drafted yeah. to Second World War. And I, I would often say to people nowadays, like, uh, oh, you know, I'm... I wish I could draw. I can't draw to save my life. Mm. If I was being drafted in like 1939, I'd be like, I can draw. I can draw I real can, good. I can draw real good. And I <laughs> totally need to be in a cushy office job somewhere. I have <laughs> like, never thought about this before, but I am going to now prepare a portfolio of uh, of drawings of Hitler, which is going to look probably quite bad, but like, it's found. In like a variety of styles. Yes. Yeah. And, and different outfits. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll pick some other politicians in there as well. And that will be my Nick's not going to war portfolio. Because when they come and knock in and cons- and conscript me for whatever the next war that will be fought with, poems and, and, and cyber hacking or whatever, uh, I'll just go, sorry, I'm, I, you need me to yeah. draw pictures of these awful people. You need me to do this. Mm-hmm. I can draw real, real good. <laughs> this will save me. Well, I guess like, you know, it's the, the fact that with but a simple pen stroke indeed do that fringe I know. and that moustache what was he thinking let's get into this Wait, uh, well I, I, I mean because uh, he, he was so because he, he was so level headed on all other policies uh, well, I wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah but like I know I know people have said it before that he you know he loved he had this whole Aryan master race ideal but then embodied none of that himself biologically or physically or aesthetically in any capacity at all but also rocked a style that no one else was Before or since has really since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for obvious reasons. I don't know. Yeah, he really killed a look. I should say he at this certainly point. did. Yeah, because imagine if Hitler had never existed, there might be people walking around with with extreme side partings across the forehead and little mustaches, like even to this day, just wandering around. We'd be like, oh, that's a look. Not now. No one's rocking that look. It's basically like Charlie Chaplin. Hitler. Yes. And the guy from Sparks. <laughs> yeah. that, that's about it. Yeah, true. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, and that's the limit And two of, of those were performance artists. <laughs> so you're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny how, like, because uh, there's a listener to the show, a friend of the show, mm. who has uh, uh, told us about a uh, cat that bedevils his house, <laughs> which he calls Hitler cat. Oh. Because the cat has an unfortunate kind of facial marking, marking mm. that looks like Hitler. I feel like I've heard of a Hitler cat before as well, so I feel like this oh. could be a fairly common thing. Yes, yeah. they could, yeah. Maybe even it's... even down to the side parting across the fringe kind of scenario, I've seen a cat with that. The appalling views. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird that. But yeah, again, very characterizable look. Do you, see, do you ever feel that, like... If you're in the say say it's like there's a propaganda department or like an illustration mm. department, like a communications department, if sure. you will, in a, in any military, war 
War breaks out. War were declared. Everyone rushes to, to get like the telegram or check the news bulletins and stuff. It's like, Gotta see those comics. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on, guys. We need a we need a, we need a riotous caricature here. We gotta like uh, gotta go really gotta capture the face of the enemy. It's the worst thing that could happen being invaded by a really bland faced potato man. It's either that or like Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, like, what if he's super oh, hot? no. What if he's really hot? Like, this absolute monster has declared war on the entire Western world. We must, but but we must fight back. We and must, but also... We must portray him as... But also, as damn. In, <laughs> ineffective and weak and, and, and ugly. Yeah, and pathetic. And, but he's riding topless oh. on a horse. <laughs> With his hair trailing in the wind. <laughs> Good lord, he's sparkling. <laughs> like it's a man who it's impossible to draw a bad picture yeah. of. But no, I like your idea of like a pale oval of a man. You know, like the the, the most banal potato-headed man you've ever yeah. seen. He looks like everyone. Like because that's a caricaturist's worst nightmare. There's there's no feature. There's no one thing you can grab hold of. And even his banality, you can't grab hold of that either. Because let's yeah. say, for whatever conceptual reasons, even that is non-caricaturable. Do you think that's why, at least in the golden age of dictatorships, um, <laughs> dictators would go for, say, quite an elaborate uniform or a hat? To distract from their stupid faces. Yes, because mm. there was something this week, um, I, I, I just caught the, half a headline. This is how much attention I was playing. It yeah. was like, um, head of army that had just... Basically, a country's recently had its government overthrown. Okay. Great. I, I don't pay attention. No. I'm, I'm a bad person. This is, I don't this know is less who than half or an where. anecdote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the point is that, like, uh, head of party that's led the coup d'etat sure. appears on television, declares himself president. And I just see a bland-looking man who was nonetheless wearing a very silly, like, hat. And he's got a lot of medals. Yes. You know, yeah. he's he's really lent into that because mm. if you took off all those things, he'd be like the template for a guess who, like, figure. <laughs> yeah. You know? He's the one you never get because he doesn't have glasses. Yeah. He doesn't have hair. But he doesn't have no hair. No. He's like uh, he's like the Lego figurine before you clip anything off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Or maybe this is like a survival mechanism now. Do you reckon, like, there's a load of dicks... Because mm. I can think of a couple... Like modern day dictators who just look like accountants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they could just be an ordinary person mm. because I'm so used to like my leaders or my politicians or whatever to be these wacky, goofy, weird looking people. I mean, take Tony Blair. What yeah. the hell's going on there? Like, yeah. Like, what a, what a, what a caricaturist dream to come along and, and be prime minister for a little while. Like, absolutely uh, anyone. Anyone could draw him and make it look like him. Anyone, I dare anyone uh, to draw him. I, I can picture him so strongly. Yes, but like I, I really struggle to. He's a funny one, Tony Blair, because like when he was in office, I, again when we were when we were but but younguns. Yes, but I, younguns. I, I, I guess we were in they were in office for a, he was in office for a while, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he was like kind of like the prime minister. I probably remember them. I'd say he most. was like the one because although like I think the what created the archetype of prime minister for me as a kid was John Major. Yes. He was the first one I was ever really aware of. He's quite caricature-y, isn't he? He is, actually. Yeah. He was really caricature with his yeah. glasses, particularly, I think. But Tony Blair was the first one I was properly aware of as, like, a, a thinking human, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I guess, like, the whole... Again, like, sorry for anyone who wasn't familiar with UK politics, but, but the point was that, like, when, in 1997, when, like, uh, the Blair government rolled in, mm. it was overturning, like, quite a long stretch of uh, conservative governments. Yes, indeed. And the idea was that, like, 
It's optimistic. Yes. Britpop. New Labour. Britpop. Um, uh, um, that uh, Danny Boyle. Yeah. You know, like, He's uh, around. Yeah. Full Monty. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But, oh my God, it really know, was. Britain's on the grow. Yeah. And uh, it was all meant to be optimistic and everything. And, like, and then Tony Blair's face was like the face of a young, smiling, yeah. uh, uh, hopeful prime minister. He redefined, he was, well, he was kind of planning to and kind of did redefine what we consider a leader what we consider politics yes um, and then the really funny thing now is that he's still around yeah he's still got the same face yes. albeit older but now he looks like the not the like he, he looks like the um not the big bad but he looks like the one who'd be advising yeah like he's, he's vizier he's gone full vizier now he's yeah got, and and his track record is not great. No, no, no. He kind of looks like you know, <laughs> you know when you find pictures of an abandoned and long defunct theme park, <laughs> and the mascot character has become very weathered and like <laughs> lichened, <laughs> what kind of like sandblasted. Yeah, he oh, looks like no. that's like because in a way, isn't that a lovely analogy slash metaphor for what has actually happened? He arrived with promise and yes. optimism and joy and a smile on his face, and now he is. A, a husk and 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 a, and, a, and a a failed promise really yeah yeah uh, yeah mm. wow that got real <laughs> hmm but he was very easy to draw yeah so there's that there's definitely I that. feel I feel I could mm, I don't know now you're kind of I feel like I could draw John Major you're yeah I feel memory. I feel I could yeah I could draw yeah. John Major I feel like your your optimism that anybody could draw that might be bold is 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 challenging because i think i could i could draw john major yeah i might actually i, I can picture margaret thatcher thing is if we play in pictionary and mm. you got and you got tony blair oh. you would draw I, I, it would be awful john don't get me wrong it'd be an awful drawing but you would draw a man and you draw a massive smile I, I, literally the only thing i could think of was yeah a colossal and i would smile, just go yeah. tony blair Oh, interesting. And I think maybe you wouldn't draw a photorealistic or even slightly accurate drawing of Tony Blair, but I would get it immediately just from that. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, here we are. We had uh, Gordon Brown. That's now, quite hard. That was quite hard, although caricaturists did go hard on him. Yeah. That's true. Um, I remember people saying that in Shrek 2... <laughs> When Shrek gets briefly turned into a human, yes, looks a bit like Gordon Brown. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. A better looking version of Gordon. Big Brown. face, but a very big head and he face. A big head. Yeah, not necessarily a big face. Not, like, yeah, kind of, yeah, true. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot then, of meat on that head. Have you met David Cameron, <laughs> whose dot-eyed moon face, <laughs> <laughs> as I think Charlie Brooker put it, which is the greatest thing I've ever heard. He does look a bit like a thumb that like you drew like a little face on. Yeah. yeah. But also like I feel like his forehead goes out and his chin goes out like a crescent moon. Yeah. So he has <laughs> like in profile he is a crescent moon. Yeah. I think. And yeah. I feel quite comfortable saying like bad things because of what he did, said and, and ushered in. And was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh and then it was Tari Oh I'm getting Okay. Was it yeah. Theresa Theresa May? It was Theresa Theresa May. Mayhem. I'm sure Theresa yeah. Mayhem, yeah. Um she again was very effectively caricatured, but I think she would be a tougher job overall. Yeah. She was kind of just an older woman, really. That's really all she was. Then it was Boris. Was it? I'm losing track of all our awful prime ministers now. Well, we had so many in so such a small amount of time recently, but I do think it was Boris after that. Then it was Boris, and of course, he's a caricaturist's dream. And he's been being caricatured for so long because he's been on the in the arena for so long yeah. without being a prime minister. He's always around. He's always around yeah. and always making a scene. Um, then it was Liz Truss. Liz Truss was easy because of her eyes. <laughs> 
Just those boz eyes just pointing in different directions. <laughs> Encompassing the world, Nick. When you when you're when you're gazing at the horizon, mm. he's yeah. Oh, I see. Is that what it was? Yeah, these vision was so broad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we should forty six days, maybe less. Was it? How long did? You, how long was she actually in Good office? Lord. She made a month then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she's not a complete failure. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> and she's back. I do wonder about this, like. Because, I don't know, I'm still, I'm getting older, but I still have this kind of naive belief that if somebody's in a job, mm. it's probably because they're qualified. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I in any line of work. I, I think not only am I starting to realise that that's generally not true. Yeah. Um, and that the amount of people I've met across my working life that have disproved that is startling. Yes. Um, but also, never is it more true than in politics. Yeah. Because, again... More untrue, sorry. Not no. Honestly, we were quite happy to harp on about the things that annoy us about politics, but like not to turn this into a, into a, into a politics podcast. No, but or. I just want to <laughs> just want to touch on the fact that wasn't her big like financial uh, credentials, if you will, mm. that she wrote a pamphlet oh. at university. Oh, really? I did yes. not know this. No, like literally, that's the very impressive. Trus- trussonomics. The thing oh. that tanked the tanked that the ruined UK, the country, tanked the UK economy, ruined every household. Many, was it like two billion pounds just disappeared? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 Um, so actually, I think two billion might be charitable. Like I think a lot of money just disappeared because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she wrote not a paper, not, or, or, or certainly not a book. Not a book. No. no. A, I believe a pamphlet. Okay. Which was literally like, did she fold it thrice? Uh, Home stapled. Home stapled. Well. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Ran it off on a photocopier. Yep. Used the best crayons. <laughs> I was basically like, it's trust age nine. How I would fix the economy. <laughs> I'd fix monies and such. <laughs> and um... my trust Liz. Well, crossed out Liz trust. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and that, and then, yeah. And then here we are. And then, and then <laughs> uh, skip to the end. And, uh, oh, God. Smash cut to a. Uh, kind of dusk ravaged wasteland yeah. as we're picking up the pieces <laughs> yeah yeah good lord so I guess I guess the moral here is that there's hope for anyone there's hope for caricaturists yes start learning to caricature if you want to not be conscripted because we need you we need you is that's it, the government speaking yeah I don't know then I guess like AI can't do caricatures how many absolute hunks do we have in politics oh that's a great question Zero. <laughs> um, there Who's was a real kind of like you go the real looker. I despise his politics, but phew, some people but, said that about Rishi Sunak, but I didn't really get that. I mean, he's I mean, he's I mean, he's also by comparison. By go, comparison, I mean, he's yeah. a real looker. Like you know, if, if he had to date one of the recent Tory Oof. prime ministers, <laughs> that's a shame. And you know, he'd pick up a tab. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't know how chip and pin works. So we'd have to struggle. Oh for a yeah, well, his yeah. butler, his butler would, his butler would, his butler would do it. Butler would, butler yeah. Would do it yeah. Um, yeah. Can't leave this room until we think of one really, really attractive oh, politician. Um, good Lord. Because I think some people would go, oh, Keir Starmer, he's got a sort of like, he's got a chiseled head. But I don't think that's a good looking chiseled head. I think it's still kind of a gammon. Bless him. Head. Mm. Mm. Bless him. There's also that element of he, he always looks like scared. Like he... <laughs> 
Yeah, like yeah he, he does. He, he always yeah. looks um, alarmed. Uh, like, or, or like he's been caught out or embarrassed somehow. Yeah. Like he's got red rosy cheeks all the time. Well, here's a question for you then. As a people, like or just as humans, mm. like, and regardless of what like politics, or left, right, whatever. Yeah. Do do are we more likely to vote for a handsome person? I think definitely. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So you could be a real just chiseled jawed like Adonis. Yeah. But but also you think that like uh, I don't know. Uh, anyone over the age of like seventy eight should be ushered into a box, you know. Yeah. Uh, Forced to run a four hundred meters. Yeah, you know, get the children down the mine. You could be a monster. You could be an absolute monster. Yeah, yeah. But if you talk the talk and look good. Yeah. Well, it's like um, the movie Air Force One cast Harrison Ford as the U.S. president. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I think that was quite a that was quite a, a hopeful yeah <laughs> step. Um, and I want to say because there was he he had his. I can't remember who played her, but his vice president was a woman. And very, I think, very forward thinking. I know. Of time. For, yeah. 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 Uh, I suppose in movies, anything can happen, mm. right? <laughs> a lol. Um, although that's the case right now, right? They've got a, a female yes, vice president. It, yes, yeah. Uh, wow. Um, but yeah, I think that was another beautiful person, if I remember rightly. But I can't remember. I want to say Gillian Anderson, but I don't think it was her. Mm. Someone like that. Is anyway. That Holly, Holly Hunt. Hunt could have been. Could I, have been. Can't, I honestly can't remember. She'd be a good vice president. Sure. Yeah. yeah. She's commanding. She's yeah. Got that kind of like. That's true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like just imagine if someone who looked like Harrison Ford was like Prime Minister of the UK. Just imagine. Imagine that. Apparently, like they've been recruiting from Hollywood for American politics. It's quite a thing. I mean, really? obviously they had Reagan. They had Reagan. Reagan. That's true. Apparently, like uh, Tom Hanks has been like politely refusing requests to run as a. Democratic. Who's asking? The, the Democrats, apparently, because they want a face. They want to. Well, they... I think he is a he is a Democrat. Okay, but also like I think everyone's like he's Tom Hanks. But this is even more proof of your earlier point about how like you don't have to be good at anything in order to be yeah. a politician. Like just because he's Tom, he's Tom Hanks, mm. so therefore he would be good because he's Tom Hanks. I guess like he would certainly know how to deliver a speech. He would probably, yeah. and he probably has some opinions. Yeah. Mm. I guess anyone. Kind of like they have opinions, like and if you know if you know how to stand on a box and say stuff, yeah, I guess that qualifies. I guess, you. I guess like like any prime minister or president, it's just a figurehead. Yeah, like they're just a just That's a true. spokesperson for a conglomerate of views and yeah. opinions. I suppose. Yeah, I think it'd be. I guess when Reagan was made president, that would have been for that time equivalent to if Tom Hanks was made president today, right? He was a big name, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. He was kind of like a bit past his prime, okay. I think, but he yeah. was very recognisable. Just imagine if that happened. Imagine if you got like Clint Eastwood. Is he still alive? Yes. I think that would probably be a really bad president because <laughs> he likes guns a lot, I think. Like, he's, he's really like He's them. quite right-wing, yeah. I believe, yeah. I mean, good Ooh. for some. Well, don't, some don't, people... don't want to judge everyone. Some, someone would enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Sure. The, um... Uh... What's the UK equivalent? Of Clint Eastwood? Yeah. It's not, um, <laughs> what's his name? The guy who's in all the Guy Ritchie movies. He's really tall. He's uh, always got a big gun. He oh, a, and he was uh, a footballer. Oh, God. Uh, Vin, 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 no. Vinnie. Uh, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Yeah. yeah. Is that our equivalent of Clint Eastwood? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 That's I, not I, my gun. I guess Desert I. Desert Eagle. 99 caliber down the side of it. I was, I was going <laughs> to shat it, you mug. <laughs> I was I was wondering who like uh, politics is like like you know political allegiances aside. I'm wondering like who's the British actor who could like move into politics and almost 
be guaranteed to get elected. Because I want to say like Ian McKellen, but he's very old now. He is very old. He's very old, yeah. Hugh Grant's having a bit of a, a renaissance. At the yeah. Moment. Now, I wonder if he's... Because he's, he's very lefty. He is. And he's very angry. He is. And he doesn't... He always speaks his mind. And I wonder if <laughs> that's he's... That's not what we want. He's, that's basically unelectable. <laughs> <laughs> as we've proved in the past. As, as we've proven, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, I'd back Hugh Grant, though. Yeah. He'd be fun. Yeah, he would. I yeah. reckon he'd be fun, yeah. Um, someone who's genuinely electable... Oh, because I, I I can think of I, I want to Phil Mitchell. <laughs> Do you want a thumb in power? Well, this is your chance. <laughs> he gets in first thing he says. I declare a thumb war. No, <laughs> Phil, no. He's got his head butting his uh, fictional brother Grant. <laughs> uh, can he oh. play both of those roles? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Pretty sure he did. There's no evidence. They weren't twins. They were two uh, separate characters. I can't remember. We've alienated anybody who isn't the UK. Yeah, I mean, fine. talking about UK politics is one thing. Talking about actors on EastEnders is another thing entirely. Mm. Yeah. Who could be president? Prime Who, Minister. President. Could be president. Why Phil Mitchell. Stop? Yeah. Yeah. Phil Mitchell for president. That's what I say. Was Phil Mitchell the character or the actor? I can't I, remember I now. I never no, know. No. I never know. I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't, does it? Go ahead. I do have a hate, but do you have a hate? I have a hate. I mean, why not? You? I mean, you know, I've got hate. Well, I mean, we both have hates. The thing is, like, we're this. This is a, a new era for the podcast where oh, Chris Ray isn't here. We're free, and I want to. I want to introduce a more polite. I want you to have oh, the first hate, Nicholas. No, yeah. You see, but now I'd feel. I'd feel bad taking that. Opportunity. Well, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Well, tell you what. Let but me. Just, comes with it the guilt. Let me just. Um, okay, I will go. I will go first. Okay, Thank you. Okay. Let me just blow my nose in honor of the gentleman who spent five minutes <laughs> sharting out of his nostrils in the library earlier. Oh. There we go. Let's keep that in. We can use that as foley for something. And uh, if he's listening, that's how you blow your nose. Yeah, that was very clean, simple, and instant. Ow. Yeah, yeah. No, you punched the table. I did. You've I got did. to fill in without Chris Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we need to really ruin the audio. Okay. Well, but I've got to hate Nick. Sure. Are you opening another beer? Yes. I would also like one of those. God, you've changed. Get so you said you're you're becoming Chris Ray. <laughs> well, someone's got it. <laughs> there are certain shoes I have to fill. Yeah, you got bitten by a belligerent man on the way here. <laughs> And um, now I'm Chris Rayman. There you go. Open, open that. Just oh, yeah. Get it right in the mic. I'll open this. That's for Chris Rayway. Here's another bit of Foley. Oh, no, I fucked it. Oh, no. Oh, no, I fucked it. Did it. Oh, it's amazing. There no. Here oh, we go. Thank you. Here we go. Don't fuck it. Oh. Oh. Yeah, first there time. There we go. Oh, man. This is mm. great. Um, Delicious. While the cat's away, the rats will play. Sure. I've got a hate. Okay. Free diving. Oh yeah, I think I can agree with this. Mm. All right, that's that. All right, let's go over to my hate. <laughs> so my um, um, somehow maybe this is the jump from watching extreme videos about wingsuits or yes, any number of these extreme sports that I will never participate in. No, I will never do that ever. No, I will never wingsuit, fly, whatever, and I will never free dive. Never, I will never do it. So. I've been watching some videos about free diving. Oh, why'd you do this to yourself? And I think I I think I hate it. Mm. I think it's awful. What is it specifically that you hate about it? Um I'm all for thumbing Gog's eye. Mm. I'm all for going, screw you, big man. I can I, do this. I'm gonna do the impossible. Humans were never meant to swim deep into the water, but I'm gonna do it. No. Now I've um if the ocean is an awful, awful place. Yes. Uh, it is about as anti-human as you can get. As it comes. Now, I have done some diving I know. in my past. 
And it was a wonderful and terrible month mm -hmm. uh, where I was uh, simultaneously in a state of transcendental terror and awe at all times. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of horrifying. Really. Um, and I was trained with, uh, well, I say trained, it sounds very grand, but I learned to scuba dive. Mm. And I think the deepest I could go was 20 meters. I Why think was that? I, it was something to do with like... Um, the bends? I think so, yeah. It was like, because uh. we had all these charts... Yeah. And you had to like fill them in and depth and time. And it basically said like, how close are you to dying at any one time? When I first learned about the bends when I was a child, mm. I didn't understand anything about it. And I just heard the name, the bends. And I hated it. I, it was the most horrifying thought because just those two words. Oh, because your brain leaps in and goes, yeah. what does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. Is it bending me? What's bending? You become like a pretzel. Like yeah. a human. But is it like, is it like inside me, my bones are bending, oh. my muscles are bending, my veins are bending. That's and of course, good. you're not really bending in any way at all, really. No. There's like bubbles in your veins, right? And stuff like e something is e condensing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a ni nitrogen uh, is, is being forced like out of... It's not dissolved in your blood. It gets forced, forced out, out into bubbles. as gas yeah. in your veins, which sounds horrific when you know that. Yeah. But I was scared of the words before I knew what they meant. I know. Meant. And, and, and particularly like, it's like um, a bit like radiation poisoning. You can't yes. see it, yeah. but you know it's there. Yeah. And it's fucking you up, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And you're dying and you don't even know you are. Um, but yeah, so I think like, the deepest I could go was like 20 meters. And that's in a mm -hmm. wetsuit and like the tank and everything. Sure. And and we have this whole thing about the bends, the bends, the bends, the bends. It's like this thing you have to be like really, really scared of. Right. And and you control it. Uh, and then, like, so I'm watching some of this freediving stuff. And I, I, am I thinking with freediving, is that like... You, you can't know? get the bends from freediving, right? Well, no. Well, clearly not. And I'm like, how? Is it because they're not breathing compressed air? That's what I thought. Oh, well, grand. Or is it pressure related? But it's like depth. Is it both? And, and like, whatever. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought it was like a, like a depth thing. Like the pressure was kind of fucking you up. There's some truth, right, to the idea that when you ascend, you've got to breathe out or something. Uh, I think you have to, because if you're holding your breath, but this might not be Ben's or Well, again, like, this I, might be something else. Because if the pressure is relieved on your oh, lungs, it would expand. They'd expand yeah, beyond. So you, your lungs would get so you to. You must yeah. breathe out. But I think it forces you to anyway. And I guess less of an issue when you're breathing compressed air through a breather. Because again, I, I can't remember any of that. Like, okay. Yeah, again, like, if I was holding my breath, yeah. Maybe that'd be yes, a different that would matter. be an issue, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, for context, this is two guys talking about something they I've don't understand. I've been watching <laughs> at length. <laughs> You've been listening to You've been two listening guys to. don't understand something. <laughs> but god damn it, they're going to fill an hour and a half. Um, 90% of podcasts, everybody. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, Especially white boy podcasts. <laughs> oh, another white boy with a podcast. Um, no, so, um, so. The weird thing about these freediving experts, for people who are just really killing it, is that they almost Ugh. exclusively seem to be French. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I guess, like, you know, you can't drink wine all day, haven't you? You've got to go do something <laughs> incredible. You've got to push the limits of a human condition and then get wasted on the most exquisite wine. And cheese. Cheese, sir? Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah. water cheese. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> um, so they'll do them in, like, these... Uh, they'll do these... Um, so, yeah, I used to think of, like, freediving is, like, you know, you put your special wetsuit on, mm. take a deep breath... <gasps> like super deep breath <gasps> oh <gasps> and then you just you go down and you have a jolly and you spend like 18 minutes yeah. in the water on this one breath because you you've got octopus. super lungs yeah you yeah. do but you just go exploring and have a fun time dance with a turtle but these like <laughs> speak to a porpoise <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but then he's so bad he's hallucinating <laughs> right every <laughs> so every time a friend 
every time a freediver goes down and the nitrogen poisoning sets in, yeah. it's like that animated sequence from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks <laughs> when they go under the ocean. <laughs> yeah. No, but, so, but no, but this is like, the freediving I've seen is like, no, no, this is free diving that fucks. It's like we're not oh. we're not here to like shake hands of an octopus. We're here to break records. We're here to break an octopus. <laughs> so every video starts with like a kind of floating pontoon thing in okay. the ocean and like twenty dudes <laughs> to support one guy. Oh shit! So it's okay. like twenty dudes, like all just watching this one dude. You know, kind of like. So the, uh, I saw a couple, but I'll talk about the one. That... How do you get into a sport like this, right? <laughs> because, like, if I want to start freediving tomorrow, where am I going to get my 19 dudes? Mm. Where am I getting my 19 dudes? Well, you got to, like, work up to it, I suppose. Like, I get you, one dude. You could be my first dude. And that's one dude for a metre, <laughs> like two dudes for 10 metres. But yeah. surely there, there, you should be able to, in any sport, you should be able to do on your own. Maybe it's not safe to do on your own. No, I, I think that's the idea, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, but again, like, how do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. If I just want to get into it, I'm going to go find 19 dudes. Yeah. Well, I heard about like um, going off topic entirely. Mm. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but um, it's like uh, years ago, I read about like a Scottish lady who entered the Olympics doing like um, skeleton. That's like the the kind of uh, the form of bobsledding oh. where you're going like face first <laughs> on a thing which is like the size of a tea tray. Yeah, on casters. But her like whole village had to like save up to buy her. Like the the thing, yeah. Like the... It's at this point that you realise this sport isn't really like this isn't just a sport. This is like you have to form a company yeah. how, in how, order to to just for one person. Yeah, how do you practice? Compete? You yeah. can't practice that. Can yeah, you, where you do know? you go to no. practice it? Does your village have a luge? <laughs> my, my precious luge. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, but it's pontoon. Yes, so, so like, an island. Yeah, this, uh, so it's a beautiful. I mean, you got this floating pontoon thing, mm. and and um, then you have like. Of camera footage underwater and you realise that there is a pole like a very 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 thin pole okay going down deep into the water yeah like from the pontoon it's just going down okay so I've seen two approaches to this I see and each one starts with a French man like just he finishes his cheese yeah like, um, chucks yeah. a croissant over his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> has, a, has, a, has a tiny glass of sherry you know and has then <laughs> Throws the fluted glass into the sea. <laughs> this one's for you, Poseidon. Oui, <laughs> oui. <we? laughs> la cassis avec la mer. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, and so he's 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 wearing like a, a weird kind of like beige wetsuit. Oh, which you have to imagine is like a super wetsuit. Yeah, it's probably a super. Yeah. it's a wetsuit that fucks. And he and he's like by the pontoon. He's cl- clink- <laughs> He's clinging onto his pole. You know, uh, he's ushering the cheese board away. Yeah, and, and, he, and, he, and he puts his goggles on. You know, and he's got his—he's making his final checks, and he—he kind of goes, and he starts hyper breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <gasps> you know, like really, like super yeah. saturating his lungs. Yeah. And then he's got a mono flipper. So oh, he's got like, like a, it's like a mermaid. Yeah, like a mermaid. Yeah. yeah. And then, so I've seen one. One video is he takes a deep breath, final <laughs> breath, plunges underwater, instantly head down, right, and starts swimming. Down oh, right. into, into the abyss, Great. but holding the pipe, kind of like gliding down the pipe. It's like a guide. Yeah, line. but he's going head first downwards. Head first down. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to be like, uh, I guess, to stop you kind of wobbling or deviating yeah. or wasting energy going down. You don't have to navigate. You just have yeah. to go down. So you just got to go straight down. So I saw, I saw that one, and he went pretty deep. I won't yeah. tell you exactly how far because then I saw another video. Okay. Where this guy smashed it. So I think this is the world record. This guy went down to 145 meters. 
shit the bed. That's so it's not like, this is not shaking hands of an octopus kind of territory. No, this is fucking an anglerfish kind of territory. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking a kraken. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but this guy's a pro- This is completely different. So this guy's thing was, he's got he's still got his team of like 20 people. And yeah. it, there was like a bit of text popped up at the start saying like, you know, he was in training for like two years to get to this point. Right. And he's, there's a pontoon. And 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 he's holding the pole. Okay. But this time, there's like a weird kind of like platform on the pole. Because this rod, this pole that's going down into the abyss. Yeah. There's like a weird kind of like... Topper. Like like underwater that he's resting his feet on. Oh. Oh. So he's going to like a 40, 140... This is going to be a world record attempt. So he's like, he's he's preparing. He's, he's getting his breath ready. And then a signal goes, ready. And they flick a switch. And it's weighted. The platform. Yeah. And it drops. Taking him with it. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do the dive. He just has to hold his breath. No, and I think it's because, like, getting to that depth would be, like, so hard. So I don't... You're fighting buoyancy. Yeah, and I I, I don't... isn't that part of it? Well, this is interesting. Like, does that, like, is it cheating because half the battle's been done? Well, obviously, I'm not the guy to consult on the legalities of what's a legal free dive or whatever. Mm. But I did think that maybe the prerequisite, base prerequisite for the sport that you had to get would be to dive on your own. <laughs> I guess like it's interesting because I guess like but what are they proving? You know, are they proving how deep can I go and how long can I take, hold my breath? For? Yeah. In which case, your own locomotion to that point is irrelevant. And, you could and argue. Is it almost like an endurance thing because yes. the pressure change would be so immense? Because I because when I how deep did you go? Twenty meters. Okay, and and, and that was in like uh, <laughs> tank and everything, right? And I remember I had a day off, and I went just like flipper diving. Yeah, and I naked but flippers, naked but flippers. Yeah, I had a little flicker on my, flipper on my dick. Yeah, and I triple <laughs> tri- tripling. Yeah, and I I went <laughs> we call that a tripper. Yeah, I went a tripler. I went down to twenty meters by just oh right holding because yeah cause you hold your breath and the flippers give you so much power. Really? And when I got down to twenty meters. My ears, the pressure was so bad in my ears. I was like, fuck. And I, and I obviously, the ocean is terrifying. So I came back up again. Fuck, just 20 meters. Yeah. And it's like, like, ow, ow, ow. It's not good. So this guy, and he's got like a little like GoPro camera kind of looking at his face. Yeah. So, and he goes, click, and he just drops. So I have no idea how heavy this thing was because he just goes like a stone. That is mad. And obviously, he's like holding on for like dear life. And like um, the camera's on his face. And of course, like his eyes are closed. He's obviously holding his breath. Yeah. And like, but you just see his face and like, he's, he's clearly like mentally, like, I don't want to say Zen, but he's just like, he's in a... entirely inside himself. Like yeah. except the outside doesn't exist, but he's dropping at such a speed and literally like his face is like rippling, like a, like, a G-force like the speed kind of... and the G-force <laughs> and, and the pressure. And he, he, he doesn't look like a well man. Cause like his face is just getting so like flopping about, flopping about and deformed. And of course, like this is the point of the video where the like, the exciting music kind of kicks in. It's really kind of like, fuck, you know? And it's like, just like roar, like roaring down. Good Lord. And like, so I guess, I guess he's not doing it under his own energy, but I'm thinking like, wow, this is kind of like, I guess it's a bit like when they put those astronauts in like the spinning Yeah, the centrifuge thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going down, 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 and the meter count is going like, you know, 100 meters, 110 meters, 120 meters. And he has 145 meters and it just like stops because that's how far they obviously planned it right and then of course he's got to swim back up oh of course. obviously under his own power yeah i want to know how they get that little platform back up 
Uh, I guess it's still attached to the pole. I guess they yeah. pull the pole. Pull the pole up. I yeah. don't know. Okay. Yeah. But it's so also... he has to pedal, pedal back up. And now. of course, it takes him a long time yeah. to get back up. And it's Okay, still... so he's putting some effort in. Yeah. I'll give him that. And the, and the weird thing is, is Ali, when they're coming up, they're, um, they don't do it as quick as you'd expect. And I wonder if that's like a kind of bends thing. They're almost like... Go or, up, or also maybe partly in like in order to re- reserve energy for the journey, yeah. you know, like yeah. But you gotta think about the horror of it, like you know, because fighting the panic of going like I, I just want to be, I know, just want to be up. And what's weird is that because of course you have that team of like twenty people, and, and you know several of them are wearing tanks, and right? Some are to go get him, if and others know. are not wearing tanks because I guess they're free divers as well, but not like going to that depth. But like none of them have the equipment; they're obviously not on the the platform. So none of them are equipped to go to that depth oh my God. to get him. Yeah. yeah. And this is the weird thing I really don't understand because I remember like I did the basic training, which means you can go to 20 meters. The advanced training took you to 60. Okay. And you had to have like a special tank. So yeah, how are you getting down to 145? I know. He should be dead. He's, oh my God. So, so like, and then of course he's got the long laborious kind of travel yeah. back up. And he's like, but quite... I don't say leisurely, but he's like moving a lot slower than you'd expect, like him doing these big kind of like wafting kind of um, pumps with his feet. Yeah. And he's yeah. like gliding up the pole, like he's touching the pole. Okay. To kind of like keep Using him... it as a guide. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you see some of the other guys like come down. Oh. To okay. like. Come alongside I, They're him. the emergency team, I guess, and something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. And one of the cool thing is that like some of them, they don't have tanks, but they've got like a little, like a little sea bug. Like a little um, rugby ball shaped, um... like drone sort of thing. Yeah, like with a like a fan, like a propeller in it. Oh, that they hold on to. Yeah. Oh, and it sort of propels yeah. them. Oh, I bet that's so much fun. I know. I want to go on one of so those. So they're, they're coming straight down, but again, just holding this thing, which is like the size of a, of a rugby ball, just like pulling them down. That's wicked cool. I want and one of those. But then, of course, like they're just like accompanying him up then, because he's like doing it so slowly. And then, God, it takes minutes. It takes minutes. He'll be bursting, and then when he gets to the surface, he's like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, are we? Are we? Yeah. Uh, uh, from March. Baby Bell. And um, Cassie's. That's just a little Cassie's waiting for him at the top. He just bur- like crests the water, like sploosh. And he's just like, there's no reaction. He doesn't take a gasp or anything. He just goes, très bien. Someone hangs him a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, his first intake of breath is through a cigarette. <laughs> Très bien. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> you absolute fuck. But, uh, but yeah, he, he did not look as bothered as you would imagine. I mean, obviously, he looks a bit str- strange. I mean, he's done a thing. Like, like I look when I kind of, like, you know, walk a big from poo. my... I mean, he gets like a little like okay symbol. Sure, yeah. And then they wait like a thirty seconds while someone verifies it. And they're like, "Yeah, he did." He's like, "Oh yeah, oh, are we? Are we to the end? Cassie's for us. Cassie, to the end, Cassie." hell. And then uh, I watched an, like another. You can probably look this up. A National Geographic video mm. about free, free diving, and this is like a micro. Movie. It's like five minutes long. Okay. And it's like scored with like the most epic music you could imagine. And it's like, this is on a completely different level. I loved this and hated it at the same time. This is, um, I think, another French freediver. Jacques. Wearing a kind of like big 
Or actually wearing quite an odd free diving outfit because he's wearing like a like a complete like blue hooded wetsuit. Oh, okay. So he's like complete like smooth all over, like blue. And then he's wearing like then on top of that, wearing like a kind of like little little black kind of like uh, pantaloons like over the top. Oh, very good. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like I don't know the pur- purpose <laughs> other than aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, he wants to look cool. Maybe they're to like keep his keep his uh, his balls warm. Like, yeah, when he goes really deep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he's doing free diving. Right. But kind of like, almost like um, interpretive free diving. Like he's not, none of his pole shit. So he's <laughs> just like exploring underground. Uh, underwater. Yeah. Un- yeah. Sorry. Un- yeah. Underground would be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming through the dirt. But like it's filmed like, like a movie. Like it's just wow. incredible. And he's, and he's diving next to some of the weirdest underwater Geography I've ever seen. Really, this is on National Geographic. Uh, it's on YouTube. You just look. Like, oh, it just came out. Yeah, it's worth watching just for how fucking weird it is. Yeah. And it's like, it's like an alien experience. And I've got to say, it's very powerful filmmaking because I'm watching this thing and I'm like, this is some of the most out there shit I've ever seen, and yet it happened on on the planet. Mm. And admittedly, it's filmed with pizzazz. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's incredible. But it's still here. And you realise after like a couple of cuts that like they've clearly spliced, spliced together. Because he couldn't possibly be underwater for this long. Well, maybe he could, but he probably, he wouldn't see such a variety of In one shit. They clearly, yeah. but, but he's doing some weird stuff. Like he'll like swim down past like, I think it was like a bizarre rock formation, but like almost like a sheer stone wall. Wow. Like he's gliding through like an alien, like Mobius like landscape. Wow. And then other times like he'll grab a rock. So he'll like, drop really quickly and then when he hits oh. the ground he'll start like running like in slow like kind That's of like cool. in slow motion and I've got to say like I was actually going like oh this is how superheroes are meant to look because he's running like the flash yeah but underwater and of course like when you're when you're underwater you're kind of weightless and you're wearing you know you're wearing like this big spandex weirdy outfit yeah. yeah so like but it looks better it looks realer in a way yeah yeah and all this is kind of like wild and Bizarre. Like at one point, he's clearly in like a an underwater cave structure. Oh, okay. And he starts running upside down hmm. on the ceiling of the cave, but they're filming it upside. It's honestly just like weird. But the bit, and I was like, okay, well, this is just like an astonishing beauty, and like, and and and, and, and kind of creepy. And the um, the uh, um, the uh, the the audio, the music is just like stunning. But the bit that really just, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Is um, a bunch of sperm whales turn up Whoa. which are like as whales go are weird looking anyway yeah yeah and there's a bit where like there's a bunch of them and they're all kind of like hanging vertically that's weird like I don't know if they're sleeping face up towards face them. up yeah and he's just like swimming like among them like, yeah like a forest yeah and everything and of course like, above him is Bloody like hell. rich blue yeah and then below him it's blue bleeding to black black blue yeah and then there's nothing. And then there's just like these whales like hanging. And then like another point like... Their bit, lives are so different to ours. They're very, we're very, they're different, very people, different people. Very different people, yeah. But then another one is like... And then there's another shot. And this honestly looks like like a comic panel. It's so weird because in the foreground... It's him in the foreground and he turns and like strikes a pretty cool pose. Yeah. And looks over his shoulder. And above him, there's like a bunch of sperm whales like kind of like breaching Whoa. and it, and it's like some of the weirdest like most alien shit I've ever seen and I'm like I'm amazed this was captured on film yes but it it, it makes my skin crawl like yeah. I can't stop looking at it it's beautiful and terrifying and I bloody hell I kind of like 
kind of want to fill the ocean in with concrete and <laughs> never talk about this again. Like we can have this lovely monstrous, film, yeah. But let's end everything, please. Mm. It's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you because I've seen. I get a few free diving shots on TikTok. Yeah, and it will just be like a little clip or something, and like one of them is. Um, there's a famous island somewhere out in the Pacific, I think, and it's like lovely tropical island. Yeah. And it's on this this sort of column of rock in the ocean. And the very peak, the very crest of this rock uh, breaches the water and is an island. Sure. And then you can wade out from this island, waist deep almost, or maybe maybe head deep, but you can swim fairly safely yeah. for quite a way. And then suddenly it just drops because yeah. the island is on, is the top of a pillar, a colossal pillar in the just, ocean. Just like that island in Indonesia where I did the... Yeah, thing. you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and there's this shot of a freediving woman and she's underwater... And the top, the surface of the water is maybe only like two body lengths above her head. And she sat on the edge of this pillar. And then her feet are just dangling down into this impossible abyss below her. And it's just beautiful blue, deep blue to black. And, I, and it's just it's just horrifying because if that was not in the water, the vertigo you would have from that scene would just be the most intense version of vertigo. There's no skyscraper that comes close to the scale of what we're talking about here. But she can just... And then there's another shot where she just essentially jumps off from that edge. But she doesn't fall, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah, because, yeah. And it sounds like a really obvious and stupid thing to say because she doesn't fall. But it's like she's, to all intents and purposes, flying over yeah. this impossible fall that she isn't falling down. And it just gives me the willies, like the, the abyssal willies. <laughs> The abilities. It's the <laughs> horror. It is like, horror. Like I, 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 I sometimes feel this way about like sky stuff mm. as well. Like I, I have a real, quite powerful fear of falling. Really. Uh, and and so I'll so occasionally I'll have like like a nightmarey dream mm. where like I'm on like maybe like a floating city and oh. then it's like slowly like bits are falling right. and that just like freaks me the hell out and then you wake up with this powerful sense of and it's like after watching those videos I want to go outside and hug the ground yeah like I I, I, I have never been more comfortable to but be also on. I get this feeling it makes it makes the safety I feel that I'm feeling right now of being on the ground feel transient yeah. because all that has to happen is that ground that I cherish so deeply all that has to happen is that to fall away and I will fall too I'm no safer than I am by what surface I'm on's guaranteed structural integrity. That's the level to which I'm safe. Yeah. If that goes, I will just fall again. Yes. I'm only safe when I reach the center of the gravitational point, whatever that is, yeah. which is, in our case, magma. So cool. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like you know, if you're ever lucky enough to go on a holiday to a place that has, like, a sky tower. Oh, God. Inevitably, I end up going up the fucking sky tower. <laughs> and I always have a miserable time. But you go. I go. Yeah. Like going up the CN Tower. Yeah. When I lived in Canada, which I occasionally mention on the podcast. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Oh my God. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Oh, sir, why don't you just stand on the Perspex floor? Don't worry. It's eight inches thick. It definitely won't fall. I don't care how thick it is. No, I t- <laughs> no I'm quite happy just hugging this pillar. If you don't mind. But also, like, I love that. Oh, it's eight inches thick. Don't worry. Well, what if all of it falls? Yes. Doesn't matter how thick it is then. If the whole plate just falls out of the floor, I'm going with that. Yeah. How, how how thick is the glue? Yeah, that's what uh, I want to know. The edges. Yeah. How well connected is this plate of 18 yeah. thick acrylic connected to everything else? That's what I want to know. It's, it's, it's the hubris that worries me. This is Because I'm like, it is. I, I don't care if 110 engineers or oceanographers or pilots tell me that like X adventure is perfectly safe. And here's the paperwork to prove it. In the event that it, fall, it fails, 
I will really only have myself to blame. Yes. Because because I could have not come here. Yes, because I could have uh, I could have you know just listened. I don't know. Yes, I could have just stayed and hugged the ground. Then it wouldn't basically. have happened. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and that's why I'll never do a wingsuit thing, and I will never do a free dive because when I do it, that's when I'll die. I yes. know that's what'll happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if I don't do it, then I won't die. Now, admittedly, by loving the Earth as much as we do, mm. we are that much more at risk of bison attack. That's true. But that's something we all have to live with you know yeah. and prepare for as best we can particularly but, in, in our town where we live yeah. like, but a whale's never going to get me no a whale won't get you no. no there are some pretty big bice bison though bice bice some huge bice land, land whales land That's whales as they're known there's a pool I think in the I think it's in the Middle East and it's a man-made artificial pool yeah. and it's for training freediving in I don't know if you've seen this oh, and it's, I think it's I have. obscene and it's like a square pool and the the the, the, the sort of uh, cross section of it is maybe about the size of like a tennis court or something like that. So it's quite a big pool, but then it's obviously incredibly deep, and it goes again to black. Yeah. But the gimmick is, and this is the only thing that makes me go, "Ha, huh, that's quite cool," is that there's lots of like novelties on the way down. <laughs> so like halfway down, it's like a house, and there's like rooms and windows and doors and kitchens that you can swim through and stuff. Yeah. It's all underwater, and then you go halfway down again. It's like it's like a cave, but it's like a man-made cave, and there's like tunnels and and like bioluminescence and stuff. And then you go down again, and like there's another layer, and there's another novelty of some kind. I don't know, like yeah, like a theme park. The, <laughs> the irony being is, I love being underwater. Yeah, if I'm in a swimming pool, I'm happiest on the bottom. I I'd love, love going a, down. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, because I can see the bottom and I can see the top. That's all I want. And I think a themed underwater experience could be really fun because yeah. if you like you're flying, you'd be like, imagine swimming through a window of a house and then swimming through a kitchen of a house. It'd be really weird, right? You'd never yeah. experience anything like that. I don't want to be 30 meters down swimming through a kitchen. No. I don't. I don't and and, and the, the video I've seen of a guy doing it, he's like, he's doing a voiceover and he's like, oh yeah, I was in the kitchen at this point. This was really fun. This was the point I realized I was running out of air. Swimming a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is the point I was realised I was running out of air. I really needed to get up. But uh, I was in the kitchen, so I had to get out of the house bit of this pool. So I decided, make it a bit challenging. I'd swim through the kitchen window. I was like, don't make it a bit challenging. Yeah, no, it's Just fine. go. Yeah. Just go through the front door of the house and go to the surface. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I swear I must have uh, said, it, it's just popped back into my memory, so I'm going to say it again. Uh, when I was learning to scuba dive, we had a instructor, an instructor, and he told us a story about how him and a friend, dive partner, were exploring a shipwreck no, once. No, 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 no. And no, no, he no, decided no. to swim into one of those kind of like, uh, you know, on the top of a ship, you'll get those kind of like pipe, those curved pipes. It's oh, like, yes. Yeah, like a funnel kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's like yeah. ventilation or like it goes up and to the side. And in like old movies, like characters used to hiding them. Yes. All yes. Time. Yeah. On the deck. They're kind of like yeah, a vent yeah. of some kind. Yeah. So we saw one of those and he swam headfirst into it. Bad and idea. And got stuck. Oh, my God. And he couldn't get out. And he realized his only hope was to wait for his dive partner to realize he was missing and come back and find him. And so he just had to Wait. Wait. And conserve oxygen and stay still. And he told me the story. So unless he was a ghost, a very wet ghost, uh, <laughs> he didn't die. He didn't die. But that's awful. I think he was a wet ghost. Yeah. I think that's the most likely explanation. <laughs> because I think at that point, if it had been me, I would have just died. Yeah. Like not not from anything in sp- specifically. I would have just died. Yeah. Probably out of choice. <laughs> 
<laughs> you like, like try swallow your own fist or yeah. something. Yeah, I'd find a way. Yeah, <laughs> but he was he was God a ghost. Yeah, yeah, bloody. So, hell. yeah, that's my hate. Well, that's fair enough. I've got a hate. Yeah, please. Um, mine's a little bit different. Um, the, I don't know if you've heard about this, but recently, I think it's LG. Could could not be, but it's a tech. It's a TV tech company. Okay, has announced a new TV. <laughs> TV2. TV2, it's time. <laughs> it's back. It's back. Uh, it's free, John. This TV is completely free. It's big. It's like 52-inch, massive plasma LED, whatever the fuck, screen. Okay. Really good TV. Okay. Really big. Really good. Massive. Really free. That's, that's the tagline. Really big. Really good. Really free. So you might be asking, what's the catch? I feel like there's a catch here. There is a catch, yeah. It comes with another TV, which is much smaller and oh, much no. thinner. And much uh, as wide as the TV, but maybe only half a foot tall. And that sits underneath your TV. Oh, no. And it's on always. And it plays ads forever. (laughs) And that's how you get a free telly. You have to have the ad bar. And it's always on. Oh, that's dystopian. It's really gross. Now, when I told Ali about this and showed her, because I saw some footage of it. Um, she was like, what's stopping you? Yes, now. From turning it round, <laughs> you know, or, or hanging a blanket over it or yeah. something. And to be totally honest with you, and this is maybe what scares me the most, because I don't have an answer to this question, but I bet they've thought of something. I bet they have. Is it parks of the bigger screen? No, not, not as far as I can tell. I think it's a separate unit. So if you... Oh, no, no. Actually, I bet it is. It looks like a separate unit, but I bet it's connected. I bet that's how they get you. Yeah. Because then you couldn't hang anything over it. And yeah, I bet or they... throw it away. I don't Because think... my first thought was like, why do you have to keep? Yeah. Yeah. I've got, to, I've got to admit, it looked like a separate unit, but I think it's probably, in every shot, it's connected to what looks like the bottom of the screen. So I bet it's part of the telly. That's a good point. Okay, so that's answer one, at the very least. Yeah. So, like, you have to have... The so instant you turn the telly on. Yeah. Because I guess, like... The question would be because I, I think this is ha- this did happen on some American channels where rather than having two screens, they ran a section of there the screen. Wa- there was just a permanent kind of ad oh, bar at the bottom. Oh my god! Because like it's the same principle, basically, isn't it? Like, a... but even even if it is what we've just established, which is probably connected to the bottom of the screen, which I think it is, I could still cut a piece of cardboard out. Yes, and blue tack it over the thing. Yeah, right? and then I'd get. Then I'd get my free telly. Surely. But now I'm sure the people at LG are very smart. They would have thought of. But if you, all you'd have to do is maybe put a little sensor in each corner or something. And then if that sensor's covered, the whole screen goes off or something like that. Given sensor technology, mm. it surely wouldn't be too hard. I wouldn't have thought to so. To like cut around. We'd have to work out where they are. Yeah. And it could be really hard to find where they are. But this is kind of like... This is a bit dark, isn't it? It's like... very and the thing the thing I thought, right, is that okay, you've 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 accepted this dark bargain into your house. Yeah. Because you can't afford a telly and you really want a big nice telly. I get it. So you've got this permanent ad bar running, and let's say for whatever reason you can't cover it up. So you have to put up with these ads running along the bottom. Okay, okay, yeah. It's part yeah, it's it's in the frame. Yeah. yeah it's part it's a separate screen, but it's bolted to the frame. And then let's yeah. say you've got, I don't know, ITV. On iPlayer or whatever. Yeah. That's got ads, right? Yes. ITV's got ads. So in the ad breaks, there would be the ads yeah. on your screen. 
Because it's not going to undo the ads elsewhere. It's not like, oh, this is the only place you get ads now. Well, no, because the average, like, the average YouTube watching experience yeah, is miserable. Is here's a huge, here's two YouTube ads. Yes. Then here's the video you want to watch, which opens with the presenter talking about the, the sponsor. sponsor. Then there's a mid ad. Yeah, if you're lucky, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, then the sponsor will talk about their merchandise. Yes. And their sponsor. Yes. Sorry, and no. then it might end yeah, with an ad. Sorry, Yeah. So it's, yeah, like, you've got to really love adverts, I guess, to get to that point. Yeah. But also, like, advertisers have got to make ads for this bar. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be formatted. Yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like a new way to advertise. Yeah. So there could only be two companies at the moment. So like you buy, well, I say buy, you you really just claim your free television. Yeah. I think he's been six months just looking at a Coke ad. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I, it can't possibly work. Like, it like, seems like an experiment more than a... Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is. But like... I can't imagine seeing anything on that ad bar and going, Ooh, I'll buy that. Honestly, I can't. Like, Because out of spite, I wouldn't. No. I'm a spiteful person. Yeah. Yeah. But I think by nature of your spite, yeah. and our, my also spite, we would never take this deal. Even, even if we couldn't afford a telly. Yeah. <laughs> We'd probably just do without a fucking TV. I know. It's kind of like... I just, yeah. I, I, I feel like this can't work. Like, even for them, as I've, a as a company, I feel this can't work. I feel like the it proves that advertising is running out of ideas. Yeah. And it's becoming less and less effective. Yeah. Because they wouldn't even consider this being an option if they were making all the money they needed from, say, YouTube advertising, TV advertising, billboard advertising. They're clearly not getting the returns either they were or they were expecting from those forms of advertising. So the constant need to innovate in the advertising space has birthed this monstrosity. Hmm. But, like, I, th- I think, like, we are getting wise to ads now. And like in general, we we don't care. Like I think they used. I think there was maybe this golden age of advertising where there was the beginning of advertising when everyone was like, "This is a wild novelty," and I've never seen anything like this. And maybe I'll buy things that I see in them. And then there was where we are now, where we where we're all we're all like jaded by it. But I feel yeah. like there was this mid period where advertising was kind of like people kind of were impressed by it sometimes. There, yeah. was, there was a merit to making a really good ad and people would talk about a really good ad at work or whatever. They'd be like, you see that ad? It's actually really funny. <laughs> you know. And there was this very small lived period, which I think all ad executives are chasing now, which is the golden age of advertising when, when making a good ad meant something. And to be honest, it didn't really mean very it, much. <laughs> it, it kind of feels, but maybe it also felt like there were only like Two. eight brands Yes. At the time, yes, yes, yeah, indeed. So it was. Yeah. It was kind of like it was a bit of a smaller field. Yeah, it's. <sighs> but it's like take the meerkats for example, right? Oh, Com- compare the market, cats, compare yeah. the meerkat, whatever. If you, hey, if you're listening and you don't live in the UK, just sorry, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, like you've dodged God. this bullet. How many years? Unless they've made their way over there, I think uh, it's like fifteen years. Fifteen years of these might even be longer than these that. adverts. Yeah, 
And so for those who don't know, the gimmick was it was a, it was a, a price comparison website for, I guess, anything. Any form insurance. of insurance. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't know. You don't know. You want to get home insurance. You don't know who the best company to go with for your house is. So you use this essentially search engine and yeah. you compare the market. Comparethemarket.com. Yeah. And their initial, one of the very earliest ad campaigns they came up with was the fact that compare the market and compare the meerkat were a jokey, funny, like, oh, you might accidentally type compare the meerkat. Don't type compare the meerkat. Type compare the market. Otherwise, you won't get the market comparison site. Yes. That was kind of the joke. The, the, the joke, yeah. The joke was the meerkat is you've you've steered yourself wrong if bear, you find yourself and, wrong. and, of course, bear in mind, this this originated a long time ago. Long time Where, cancerous enough, the internet was still a relatively new, yeah. relatively new thing. Certainly in... in, in in the terms of how we see it now. Yeah, so the concept of kind of like mistyping a URL was a rich vein of comedy <laughs> that yeah. we're going to mine for the next decade. And also, mascots were in. Mascots are big. So it's like, oh, we get a mascot and we get a joke Gotta get a mascot. Out, of, out of this one yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe a joke. Well, they thought they had one. Yeah. Near, near joke. Joke adjacent. Yeah. But even... Like the most cynical perspectives, which we are, we are exhibiting we're, now. We're cynical people. Plenty of people were like, "Huh, that." Like maybe at least one chuckle, like, huh, "That's quite a I funny said, idea." I, I'm, I'm not too proud to say I probably chuckled. Yes, at some point. the first time, yeah. like, "Huh, that's a funny idea." That's quite funny. Yeah. Um, fifteen years later, fifteen years, <laughs> smash cut to a uh, dusk ravaged wasteland. Yeah. Yeah, and we, and we're still going, and it's still the same. Meerkat, it's still happening, and it's, and yeah. it's like. That can't be. That can't be pulling in the same returns that it was before. Or, like, is it, or is it bigger than ever? There's an uh, there's an argument that suggests that they won the mascot war, and through evolution alone, they remain as the apex predator. Because like, we're now at a point where you can buy. So these meerkat mascots, you can now just buy the meerkat toys. You can straight up just buy them. And like, how many people know? The meerkats, but have no idea of the actual products they're advertising. Oh yeah! In fact, I, I, until we were just talking about it, I'd actually forgotten it was insurance that they, yes, that they allow you to aggregate. I'd, I'd forgotten that it was that. Yeah, I just remembered the meerkats, which actually isn't very good for your advertising campaign. I don't think. No, I guess like maybe they're making more money on, <laughs> on meerkat merch than they actually are on the original. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Could be possible. Yeah, yeah. maybe they should launch like a film or yeah. an animated series or something. There's a principle in biology mm. called the Red Queen Hypothesis. Ooh, I like this already. Which comes from Resident Alice... Evil. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, com- which comes from chess. <laughs> which comes from Alice's adventures through the looking glass. Oh, that makes sense. And the idea is that Alice meets the Red Queen, who is a queen mm. from chess, and... She says something to the effect of, "She's you always have to run to stand still. Okay. So the Red Queen hypothesis is that basically human evolution or evolution in general has been driven by responding to viruses and infections. Interesting. So that like uh, we're in this arms race with viruses mm. all, all life is in is in an arms race with virus a virus comes it kills a load of us the ones who are strong enough to mutate and survive and just have a slight resistance to the virus they live on their children inherit an immunity that virus is no longer a threat but then the virus mutates and a new one comes up right hence the principle of you are running to scan skill i see we it's like right. uh so yeah there's there's a principle and it's a compelling one it's, it's not really a theory it's not a you can't prove it, but it's no. an interesting thought ex- ex- 
experiment yeah. that, yeah, the Red Queen hypothesis that like evolution is driven by responding to infections. And I feel <laughs> this is advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally like advert advertisers are at war with the customers. Yes. Because like they come up with a new ad. People respond. There's engagement. And then we become immune to it. We and do. we don't care. So then advertising has to evolve. And we do it again. And like everyone is aggressively now trying to avoid advertising. Yeah. So adver- advertisers are trying to find a way to make it, to, 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 to sit outside everything we're trying to avoid. Yes. To, to try and present advertising in a new yes. way for us all to go, oh, I don't even realize I'm being advertised to. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's like an arms race. Yeah, it is. You're right. Because like, yeah. like people need products like yes. people there are certain things that people do need there are yes. and, or there are certain things that people may actually want yes. like like things that that if they were not aware of they yes. would have been sad to have missed out upon yes. for example like those are luxuries typically but still because you, you, you would probably know this better than me because I'm more of a communications man. Mm. But you're, you've been in the marketing world. I have been in the advertising world. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of feel, just my uneducated opinion, is that like there are different like kind of tiers of advertising. Mm. And I feel like there's this thing where like we make a, we make a product that you actually need. Mm. So like, um, for example, um, our dishwasher broke uh, a month or so ago. Oh, sure, we need yeah. a new dishwasher. Yeah. I don't think about dishwashers like... Day to day. Day to day. I haven't thought about a dishwasher for five years. You don't need to when you've got one. It's broken. Now I need a dishwasher. So then I'm going to go, where am I going to find a dishwasher? Yes. So that's when whoever's advertising dishwashers is going to get me. Yes. So that's yes, like, true. So they, they, they're always advertising. But yes. They're only ever capturing people who are in the position of... Yeah. Being, yeah. And I, and, I, and I almost want to say like that's kind of almost a bit more, uh, for lack of a better word, honest as advertising I would comes. agree with that. It's like I'm making yeah. a thing. I think it's good. I think it's better than than the competitors. Agreed. I think you would enjoy it when you buy it. Yeah. So that's like, that's almost like, that's need. That's like one tier of advertising. Yeah. Then I, I think you mentioned this. There's the advertising where it's like, we make a thing you don't need. But, but you might like. You might like. Yeah. So it's like, and then that's like, ooh. And that's usually targeted. Yes. Because there's no point in targeting uh, a Game Boy at a non-gamer. Yes. Because they're not going to buy it. No. But you are going to target a Game Boy at, the, at me. <laughs> uh, because, yes. Because Nick wants a Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, so we... we Nick's we, hungry for Game Boy. We've, we, we've learned... Yes. This man has bought 10 Neo Geos in, a, in the past year. <laughs> you know, I think he would like this. Yes. Yeah. And sure enough, when they advertise it to me, I'm like, I do. But because it's a luxury advertising, I can decide whether it's something I want. But I'm glad I know it exists. Y- yes. Yeah. But then you'll go, you'll go, ooh. And it's like kind of planted a seed. And maybe yes. you'll come back to it. Or maybe, maybe at Christmas. I'll ask for yeah. it. For Father Christmas. And but okay, then, I feel like that's like two tiers of advertising. I'm like, okay, well, I can understand why these things those two exist. Things. And then there's like, I feel, une- uneducated opinion, there's this other form of advertising, which goes hand in hand with like 98% of like venture capitalist businesses, oh, which God. is like, we've created a thing that nobody needs or wants or want. So we are now going to create a need. A need. And we're and, never going to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Like, um, and I feel this is like night. This is like ninety nine percent of what shit in the world right now yeah. is people going like, like, good god, it's all crumbling. It's all crumbling. It's all worthless. How can I make as much money as I can as quickly as I can by kind of finding a few um, schmucks I yes. could exploit? Yeah, and they're like, oh, I've made um, fuck um. <laughs> Uh, I, I've made, um, you know, kind of like uh, food. You kind of spray it. The first aerosol of food that goes up your nose. It's like a quick, tsh, yeah, you don't need to eat for 12 hours. It's That's incredible. why I was blowing yeah. his nose. <laughs> he was throwing up. <laughs> it's a four 
four-course meal coming up in Paris. <laughs> Don't you eat for 12 hours. Go! <laughs> now you can entrepreneurize. <laughs> is, is that a word? Yes. <laughs> I'm selling that to you as well. And, and so they're like, not only have we created a thing that is pointless and doesn't contribute to the world at all, uh, we now have to make people want it. Yeah. And so we're going to blow so much money on just assaulting people. Yeah. Until they have no choice but to buy this thing. And I think, I think, I think you're right. I quite like this tears thing. Mm. I, I, I never was aware that this was some in industry perception. I don't know if. I'm but right. I'm going to yeah. take it. I'm going to say this is the John principle. And I like it. But I think up there with the make a need for a thing that no one needs kind of thing is also the constantly blast you with things we all know exist. Oh yeah yeah. 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 So like Coke. Yes. We know. We know Coke. We know. <laughs> we get it. We get right, it, Coke. Yeah. We get it. I like Coke. Yeah. And I might go to Tesco's and get a meal deal and I might grab a Coke. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Coke. Yeah. I think we're good. Because <laughs> you have, you've wisely brought this up in the past and it is fascinating, but like, do Coke need to advertise anymore? I just, really, like some of these brands... Do they need to advertise? The thing is, they might be able to spit back some numbers at me if I was to present them with that. And they might go, well, Nick, well, the, Nick. the one year that we didn't actually splurge cash on a on a Piccadilly Circus billboard that runs 24 hours a day, the one year we didn't do that, we noticed a dip in sales of 0.7%. Uh -huh. So you're the dickhead, really, Nick, because that's money we can have. Yes. And to that, I would say, yeah, that's fine. But also, you don't need that money. And, and and this is fundamentally now the completely yeah. different perspective I have about this is what will get you. Do. This is what will get you thrown out of a double plate glass window. Yes, on the thirty eighth floor. And, yeah. and rightly so. Yeah, yeah. Is that they will chase after any marginal difference of profit that they yeah. could potentially chase. They will do that because that's more money. I guess the idea is that no matter how good you are, how well you're currently doing, you, you could always do, do better. better. You could always do better. Exactly. Yeah, and it will. You know, I probably am, despite how much I hate being advertised to things I know easily exist. I might subconsciously be more likely to pick up a Coke because yeah. I saw an ad earlier that day. That's probably true. We'll never as know. As frustrating yeah. as that is. Oh, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never know for sure. And it's almost like it's impossible to prove. And I also think they think it's true. Impossible to disprove. And therefore probably enough for them to warrant a massive advertising budget. On. Worth doing just on the off chance that it actually particularly because the one year they didn't it did make a difference yeah. so clearly but that could have been a, that could have been a million and one reasons why they had that 0.7% dip it might not have been the Piccadilly yeah. Circus ad that said you go to Piccadilly Circus there is a Coca-Cola ad running all the time which is absolutely insane to me because that that real estate on the Piccadilly Circus displays I have no idea how much that costs but it must be catastrophically massive yeah but it's also kind of like they're not they get you get that space, or you get like a massive billboard on I don't know the side of Big Ben or something, you know. And it's like <laughs> okay, it's a Coke ad. We we've paid for it. We've got it. We've got the the prime real estate. We did it. And it's probably going to be a picture of Coke. It'll probably be a red square. Yeah. With the word Coke written on it. Yeah. And wow. you and you'll just go like, oh yeah, it's Coke. Yeah, I guess that's Coke. And I guess the point is not the ad. The point is more that like it's really big. And that's another reason why I hate this tier of advertising because it's. They never do anything interesting. The bottom two tiers, either things that we need or things that people might want, luxuries, yeah. are often quite creatively advertised because they need to find a way to communicate information to you in a very small period of time, but also hook you as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe that hook aspect is the slightly immoral part of it. But even then, it's pretty easy to resist something you you know you don't need. Yeah. You know, like a Game Boy, for, 
example, it's I could see an ad for the latest video game, and I'm a big fan of video games, and I could still go, well, I can't afford that right now, so I'm not going to buy it. Mm. And it's as simple as that. But now I know it exists, so I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. But for Coke, they don't even they don't even do anything imaginative. They don't even do anything informative. There's no imagination and there's no information because they don't need to because everyone knows what Coke is. So they can be the laziest ever. You know, they can it can just be a bit of stock footage of three teens sat on a grassy hill bursting open a Coke. And then that's it. It just cuts to a red screen. It says, live Coke, you dick. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it, you twat. <laughs> I guess I can. Yeah, I will. <laughs> if you were like kind of, say you were doing like that Lord of the Rings marathon, you know, that you've been dreaming of, you know, on your new 52-inch screen. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I was That's really a point here. Yeah. That. yeah I was so, like, how do you run a marathon, Lord of the Rings? Is it like you run the distance? The oh, walk? no. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Uh, yeah. You run from like Gloucestershire run. to Italy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, I run to Pompeii. That's Mount Doom, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, you finally like, you know, I've got my free, my free 52-inch TV. I've done it. You know, you're going to like um, watch all of the director's cut, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings movies. Marathon. You know, yeah. you're going to sit get, down. Invite my friends over. Got 11 hours. Going to yeah. sit down. We're going to enjoy this thing. Buckle up. We put a cheese board on. Buckle up. Yeah. Put a cheese board on. <laughs> and then the cheese board starts playing <laughs> like at the bottom. And you've got like um, <laughs> just like a, a gently looping gif of Coke. Yes. Uh, just like, again, a wide screen. Very wide. Long bar image of just like. Like effer- effervescent bubbles yes. on red and like a, and a Coke. And just occasionally it just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does it make noise? Maybe. Maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it does. Yeah. Interrupting my, my escape to Middle Earth. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then you're like, at some point, you're like, Boromir's dying. You're like, man, I could fucking use a Coke, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, does, does it? Like, yeah. Does it work? You know, or are you just like, this I is would really love it annoying. if the bar responded to what was happening on the, the telly. So at one point, the bar just goes, sound the horn of Gondor for a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could get those Cokes for a while that had like a name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of says, borrow it. <laughs> and then an arrow just sticks into it, <laughs> it just sprays Coke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's bleak, man. Yeah, I I choose to believe that a lot of these things are just weird pieces of performance art. I think uh, you're right that it's an experiment, and I think already it's probably dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone went for it, and it's over. The experiment's over. Because surely it'd be cheaper to just say like, "We'll give you a TV, but I'm going to brand you with the Coke logo." <laughs> Yeah, like, we like, have to tattoo you. Like you can have it, and Darren here he has a guy with like a kind of short sleeve shirt and a, <laughs> and a butcher's blo- apron. It's gonna blow torch and a brand. Yeah, he just turns, just goes. It's like lights up a blowtorch. What? What you? Is that? That doesn't look like the Coke logo. Yeah, Darren made it. What? Made his own. It looks like it says the word cock. <laughs> yeah, as I said, Darren made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on in. It's pretty simple. You just got to get a get a croak tattoo. You say croak? What do you say? Did you? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, well. How yeah. about loves? I've got a love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple one. It's pretty pure, pretty down to earth. Oh, that's good. I just love working with professionals. <laughs> Do I count? Ah, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> you do. No, you do. You do. I um, 
No, What's I, this in reference to? Just in in the you weren't here last week. Oh, last week, last episode. No, no, I wasn't. That's you weren't. Because I'm very unprofessional. You are very, very unprofessional. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mentioned on my episode how that in the wild west of freelancing, uh, I kind of you know kind of like casting around looking for working stuff. Mm. I think my hate at the time was uh, the potential of having to work for just for worse people. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, kind of like going like, oh man, what freelancing opportunities out there? And there's someone going like, you know, uh, I need someone to write award-winning copy and design a logo for a company whose sole purpose is to, like, euthanize orphans, God. you know, or, like, you know, and you're just like, oh, 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 oh you know, ah. or it's like, you know, I think I swear I saw one which was like, you know, I need someone to write a 5,000-word article and the pay is, like, $18. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, word? <laughs> no, please, no, in total. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I guess my point is that, like, uh, I, this ties into what we were saying, where we were, like, you know, this um, naive belief yes. that like generally people are only in positions because they're good at what they do qualified to be there yeah yeah i mean i i've had some experiences now where i've i've in the wild west where I, i've had to work for some absolute beefers who are just kind of like just, <laughs> just beefing it like really just like mad beefing it 24 yeah. 7 where just a plate of you know just beef really. turn up to a zoom meeting got a flower pot on their eggs yeah, yeah. filet mignon on the plate Le- in front of them. legitimate businessman <laughs> Just a flower pot. <laughs> and and I just it's so nice to have um yeah, it's so nice to work with people who aren't just fucking chancers. I mean, there's no nice way of putting it, but just some of these people out there, it's like there's a whole ecosystem of people just willing to trade on the desperate and the talented. Yeah. You know. Oh, we need an artist. It's like to do what? Oh, you know, we've designed a pornography for dogs. <laughs> But that's the wild thing, yeah. isn't it? Is that they they are relying on the desperate and the talented, as you say, but they themselves have nothing to give. Yeah. They and and the only way that their thing, their their vacuous thing, will have any presence or success in the world, is purely because they will have they will hire a handful of people who will make it ever yeah. so slightly more palatable than it was. And, and this is that third group of advertising. It's almost like this kind of, like, we, we've got a product that no one asked for, no one needed, and yes. certainly no one's going to enjoy, <laughs> but we have to create. And I, as a as a business person, have no vision. No. Uh, no, no. None at all. Uh, no talent, which is forgivable, but also, like, no vision, no ideas. You know, so I'm just going to assemble a team of poorly paid people to bring my terrible idea to life. <laughs> and, and and you just have to do it. And, and the contrast is, and the wonderful you know, kind of situation I've had this last week has been working with people who know what they want, Bloody hell. Uh, know how to write and respond to emails. And this is rarer than and you might think. Swiftly give feedback, sign off. It's just, honestly, like, this is... the. I'm actually bare... surprised to hear you say it even exists. Genuinely. It's, it's wild. It's wild, yeah. Because before we went on air, we were commiserating about certain businesses we've had interactions with in the yes, last week where we it seems like literally putting your trousers on in the morning is too much work. Yeah. It's too much effort. You know, like absolute clown shoes. And and, and these are leaders, market yeah. leaders. I put that in yeah. heavy air quotes yeah. because they are, they're not just a shitty indie like oh, no. company. We're, we're talking about big names. Yeah, people who should know better. The biggest in their yeah. field who, who are the go-to for these services and they just, they can, they can barely even shit the bed. I know. God. So yeah, I just I don't know. I just it's so refreshing to actually deal with people. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 chuffed. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. No, 
And I, and I you deserve to work with real well, people. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, and I do count you among us. <laughs> you know, we're, we're working together on some stuff at the moment. It's like yeah. you know, just so nice to like know what people want. Yeah, and to just trust them to do their part and you'll do yours. Yeah, and everyone, everyone just finishes the job and goes away happy. I think so, that's a massive part of it as well. Is like, as the commissioner, as the one who is asking for the work, mm-hmm. there's got to be an inherent aspect to that, which is that you know you can't do it. Mm. And that you are asking someone else to do it because you want to embrace their skill, talent, ability, whatever it may be. Yeah. And that therefore, maybe when they present you with something, it's not a question of you sticking your fucking oar in and saying, no, I want it to be like this, when you really, truly have no vision or idea at all. Yeah. It's really actually a question of you going, no, I accept that because that's why I hired you. You know, that's... There shouldn't be that radical a fucking notion, no. but you clearly hired a writer because you can't write. So when the writer presents something to you, which is the right answer to what you require, that's you accept it yeah. because they know better than you do. That's really all there is to it. And the fact that they do and that the people you're working with are accepting what you're pr- providing, um, partly because as well, you said that they, you know, they've effectively communicated what they want. Mm. Well, fucking finally. I you know. know, like, why has this been so hard? I shouldn't be like. You almo- shouldn't be celebrating. This. No, I shouldn't be almost crying with joy <laughs> when someone responds with a human email. I know. You know, even just communicating by email. You know, it's like, oh, I sent you a, a direct message on like VidMe. It's like, oh, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking Could about? You just yeah. like be a human, please. Yeah. Please, no. And I vidmeed you, uh, you my response. Then you click on it. It's like a blurry, low-res shot of a man like looking over his shoulder and just going, yeah, no, I really like the Robinson account. We'll go with that. What is happening? Yeah, Can I yeah. just have an email, please? And you have to move in these circles because you're just, you're just trying to get by. You're just trying to get by in this workaday world, Nick. This workaday 95 world. This workaday 95 world. You're just trying. It's like... God, I, you know, even just the other day, like someone was like, "Oh, I want to, I want you to, I want you to join my network on LinkedIn." It's like, well, here I am. Okay, grand. I'm already Click. miserable. I'm already miserable. <laughs> but you know, you haven't got a flower pot on your head and your profile picture. So yes, I'll add you. And it's like, grand. That seemed like a legitimate connection. Five seconds later, oh, I've got a message from them. That's Ooh. funny, isn't Ooh. it? It's like, do you want a free website? I'll build you a free website. I'm like, I'm like, no, I no, don't. actually, I'm fine because I, this just. No, Jesus. no. It's like we're, we're running an award-winning company, and it's like I'll build, Ooh, build you a free website. Do you want a free website? I'll rub your back. Do you want a back rub? I'll give you a free website. It's like no, I'm fine. Okay. Do you know anyone else who wants a free website? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Put your trousers on. Take the flower pot off your head. When have you ever successfully got work like yes. that? When? Why, why would a business as successful as your own be offering by begging desperately begging for f- free websites yes in a linkedin inbox what are you doing what is wrong with you people yeah where Please. are you emailing from just be good just go hone your craft you bought a wheel of cheese and you hollowed <laughs> out that wheel of cheese and you sat in there with a VTech laptop that you bought from toys r us and you're emailing everyone you know aren't you that's what you did you come on <laughs> I know you're Look, gay. It's hard. Okay, we're all trying to survive. <laughs> but the answer is not to just be a frivolous little shit. I know, for <laughs> God's sake, just learn how to do a thing. Do it well. Please. Offer a fair price. Accept, yeah, I'll pay it. Accept a fair price. Just do a thing well. <sighs> oh, God. It's so true. It's, yeah. Yeah. Take the flower pot off. Well, I've got a love. Okay. And I feel like, in a way, like, maybe 
I can, we can round this whole thing off oh, in like a lovely this, yeah. sort of way, right? So I don't know if you know the artist and writer Morris Sendak, but he wrote Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, okay. A children's book. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I loved the, Where the Wild Things Are when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And I recently, very recently, in fact, today, came across a quote from him. <laughs> and um, and I, I love it. I think it represents maybe the highest compliment in the creative field. So I want to read oh, this okay, quote okay. to you now. He said, once a little boy sent me a charming card with a little drawing on it, and I loved it. I sent him a card, and I drew a picture of a wild thing on it, and I wrote, dear Jim, I loved your card. And then I got a letter back from his mother, and she said, Jim loved your card so much he ate it. (laughs) That, to me, was one of the highest compliments I've ever received. He didn't care that it was an original Morris Sendak drawing or anything. He saw it. He loved it. He ate it. (laughs) <laughs> is there anything no, it's that? So, I, I, it's don't to, I don't know what to say it's amazing yeah like like here we were talking about professionals and how to deal with like you know just working in a creative field with a professional person but then there's a higher tier, I think, and that is when someone just appreciates what you do so much that they eat it. They just straight up eat it. Yeah. And maybe that purity of, of 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 compliment can only come from a child. I don't know. No, it's very hard. It's very hard to argue with that. Isn't it's it? very yeah. hard to argue with it. But that was an original Morris Sendak drawing, which could probably have been worth thousands. He loved it so much that he ate it. He just ate it. As far as I'm aware, no one has ever eaten. Anything. Anything I've made. No, and maybe no. that means we have something to aspire to. No. <laughs> Even that turd at that exclusive club. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, everyone I, was eating turds there. I paid my entry, you know. Just like everyone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. There's really nothing more to say. No, I just... But, like, you know, as a creative... I feel like I can connect. And I honestly, I think I would be really complimented if someone ate one of something I made. I yeah. think I would. So if you want to make next day, go go eat, go uh, eat Colossal Volume 3. <laughs> Currently available in all good retailers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Eat a card from Sandwich Masters. Yeah, just one. You'd benefit four people if you did that. We'd yeah. all be happy. Yeah. Yeah, and they look like food. Kind That's of. true, yeah. Make it, make it a little easier Make it a bit, yeah. a bit more palatable. And we've had it um, <laughs> checked. So we've it's not it. poisonous. There's no lead. Absolutely no lead in that. You'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, it's CE mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you won't die. Definitely won't die. You'll have a bad time, I reckon. Uh, going in. I think going coming, in. coming out will be fine. Just be mulch. Yeah. <laughs> bit of roughage. Bit of roughage. Yeah, Good we, well, we all need that. We do, to be fair. What do we think one? Love or hate? <sighs> to be honest, and this isn't just a spike, Chris, right? <laughs> I do think it was love. You turned it around right at the end, yeah. Well, no, I think I think yours was pretty up there because genuinely, like, I didn't think it was possible anymore. I didn't think it was possible. Oh, they do exist. No, they do exist, actually. Good yeah, clients yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's standing, um, yeah. Uh, and then, and then I was able to finish off that thought. I think with with another genuine that was very pure, creative yeah. and pure, yeah. but also it is kind of creative feedback, but and in the, a purer sense. And there are times where you get those hates, which are which are, sh- which are so repugnant mm. that like you almost don't want to. Um, let them win. He let them win, and I yeah. don't want to let the ad bar win. No, really. Yeah. Uh... And free diving can kind of fuck off because, like, I don't need to go anywhere near that. <laughs> I don't need to touch that. <laughs> well, it's like you can have a you can have a free fifty two inch television. Yeah. However, twenty four seven, 
there will be a very small exclusive film of a man freediving. Discover the bottom of your screen. Nope. <laughs>